1: practice with what you have. So you can get good at copy and pricing and pictures. And then that first product that doesn't determine what you're going to do for the rest of your life.
0: It just gives you the base. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things, business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I've seen this story play out so many times before. Somebody gets the entrepreneurial fire blazing inside of them only to have it quickly burn out when they run into indecision or fear or lack of direction or simply any proof of concept that a profitable, life-changing business is possible for someone with no prior business experience. First, let me say that experience it's not a prerequisite for starting a business, but the willingness to learn and get uncomfortable is. And if you're looking for proof of concept to stoke that entrepreneurial fire, let me direct your attention to the incomparable Allison Prince. From a scrap pile of arts and craft supplies to a multi-million dollar business, Allison proves over and over again what's possible when you start an online shop. She helps people uncover what they can sell, how to sell it without a massive social media following, and the brilliant ways you can carve out time in the most overwhelming schedules. This conversation is the guide for anyone who is ready to start and scale a product-based business online with our fearless leader, Allison Prince. Let's dive on in. Thanks to Headspace for supporting Gold Digger. Life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has further challenged even the most difficult times of life. For a free one-month trial, go to Headspace.com/slash Golddigger. I get to welcome my sweet friend Allison Prince to the show. Welcome to the Gold Digger Podcast, Al. Woo-hoo! I feel
1: like dancing right now. Is
0: that okay? <laughs> I am yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. I think the world needs more dancing these days. So I know all about you. I've gotten to sit next to you at tables with the sunshine on our back in Puerto Rico, which is yes. where you live, which I'm sure you'll talk about. But I wanna first just kind of take a moment to l- allow you to introduce yourself to our audience. So Tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll dive on into the nitty-gritty details.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Hi, everyone. I am so thrilled to be here, and huge hugs and kisses to Jenna for allowing me to come on. So here's kind of a little bit of backstory It may sound really familiar to a lot of you because I'm guessing some of you have been through this or are currently going through it. So mom of four kids (laughs) and we were living the paycheck to paycheck life. It's not fun. Every decision is based on checking your bank account first, whether you want to take a trip, whether you want to go buy food for the sick neighbors. And I was so tired of living that life. And so I decided to, start a business online. And everything I read, like I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I came across something called e-commerce, which I didn't quite understand what that word was at the time. And so in my mind, I just hurried and switched it to an online store. And (laughs) everything that I read said that you had to have a lot of money and a lot of inventory. And I was like, okay, I don't have any of that. What do I have? What can I leverage to get my online store up and going? So I looked around and I found some stuff that was actually headed to the trash can. It was leftover vinyl. Jenna, do you know what vinyl is? Vinyl. Yes. That's like black sticky paper. Yes. And I didn't even have a cutter to cut out fancy words. So I literally went to the kitchen, grabbed the scissors from the kitchen drawer and chopped it into strips. Put it up online. And that was my very first two to $300. <laughs> and (laughs) i felt like i had won the lottery i was dancing around the kitchen hooting and hollering i had a baby on my hip a toddler on my other hip oh it was just such a fun moment because you hear about all these stories online of people making money but then to actually do it it's like an out of body lottery (laughs) winning experience and so that was my very first cell and then we go to the second cell because I had ended up selling out that first day. And so I went downstairs rummaging through anything, found the birthday box, brought it upstairs, took pictures, put it online the next day, and I didn't sell anything. And then the third day, I tried another thing, and I didn't sell anything. And I turned to my husband, and I said, babe, that was fun. We're two to $300 richer. <laughs> but I, th- I think that was it. I just don't think that it's the right fit for me. And I had this feeling, this deep feeling And I know it was from God. So if you don't believe in God, the universe, the higher power, whatever you believe in, the light. And it was so clear. And he said, Allison, I showed you how to do this. How dare you stop? I showed you the possibilities. And I was like, okay, what? I get it. I get it. So I went the fourth day, sold another product online, sold out. And it was right then and there I decided to make God my business partner and we went day after day after day after day, and then by year two, we were a multi-million-dollar business, which blows my mind, even say a "number that big." Uh, and then we just kept growing and growing and growing. And then there's a whole bunch of other things in there, but basically it's the true trash to cash
0: story. Wow. I got so many goosebumps during that. And (laughs) I just can so relate that the first time you make that sale, like you get that notification or that email, there is nothing like it. Like, nothing. Like, I understand now why bar owners save that first dollar and like frame it on the wall. Maybe we should have framed our receipts because. (laughs) It's just this like proof that like you're on to something. And I think a lot of times we're just seeking out that like evidence that we're on the right path, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And then when we do get on the right path, we need a reminder that we're on the right path because we get filled with so much self-doubt in our heads and we just have to keep going back to, okay, what am I doing? I saw the glitter. I saw the hope. Let's keep going. Let's keep going.
0: I want to know, so in your opinion, like what makes starting an online store so accessible? Because the way that you make it sound, it just makes it feel so approachable. But why? It's because right now
1: in 2020, going into 2021, everybody's got stuff that they're yeah. not using. It's in the corner collecting dust. We're coming on Christmas. We get a whole bunch of new products. And then after we have a whole bunch of products that are we don't want anymore, And we can take those products, used products, we can put them up online, and there's so many marketplaces to help you get started. And you can learn the process without having to invest a lot of money. And what this is my favorite part about it, when people are like, "Allison, I wanna have this big, huge idea. I'm like, why? No, 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 just start by practicing. Practice with what you have so you can get good at copy and pricing and pictures And then that first product, that doesn't determine what you're going to do for the rest of your life. It just gives you the base. And if you think about like kids sports, when my kids started baseball, we didn't go get them the fanciest of the fanciest. We were asking friends and neighbors, hey, can they borrow that bat? Hey, can they borrow that glove to let them practice to make sure that that's what they wanted to do? Then as they got better, then we started investing in nicer products. And that's the same thing with e-commerce. Use what you have put it out there. I mean, you've got a phone. Everybody's got phones. Now, take a picture, put it up online, get that cash coming in. And so you don't have to wait days. Like you could literally take a picture today, put it up online, then a couple hours, you can have money. It's so, oh, I love it because (laughs) it is so right here in front of us. And we all have done So is
0: that what you recommend? Like if someone is considering or wants to add like a stream of income or replace their income altogether, like... Is that where you suggest they begin? Where does somebody begin on this journey? Because products are actually really new to me. We just sell our necklaces in our shop, but beyond that, I haven't really delved into the product space. So this is like brand new. You're basically schooling me right now, Allison.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this area because it just, it's so fun. And whenever you put your necklaces on sale, the amount of pressure that you build beforehand And then you release the gates. Just so you know, I love watching it. You do such a fabulous job with that.
0: That's probably why they sell out every time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It works. It works. Okay. So yeah, if you're brand new, you've never been in the online space before, getting just online, opening up that very first account taking those pictures, that's the place you have to start to build the confidence to be able to know what to invest in in the future. Now, if you've already got a community or you've already got a store and you're wanting to expand, then you don't necessarily have to practice quite as much because you know your audience a little bit more. You can go out there and you can ask them, do you like the red or the green or the triangle bar or or the triangle or the bar, whatever it is, so you get some feedback right away. So I'm just going to speak to newbies if you're okay with that. Yes, that are please do. Just trying to get their feet in and the door. And I think this is the the biggest issue that people have when starting their online store is they're like, I have to come up with this big, huge, beautiful invention that will kill it on shark tank, and they can't ever think of anything. And so nothing ever gets started. And if we give ourselves permission to practice, just like our little kids at baseball right on the t-ball missing here and there and then knocking it out of the park here and there we're going to build the confidence to be able to start investing in other product but the cool thing with business is you actually can start creating money so that you can invest in the future business that you want to do when you first get started you may think that you want to do baking supplies but after you sell cupcake liners and you don't like them anymore after a week That just gave you permission to swing and say, you know what? That's not what I want to do. I actually want to sell jewelry. And doing it this way, your face isn't involved. And so if you fell, no one knows. (laughs) And really, come on. We know failure is just learning, right? Learning that you don't want to do something. And so you just tweak it a little bit and say, okay, let's try this. And let's try this. You don't have to put it on your social media and broadcast to everybody what you're doing. Just get on some marketplaces, test the product, see what you're comfortable with. If you want to ship from home or whether you want someone else to ship for you, I get to such a fun learning stage. And I think people get so caught up in the vision of what it's going to look like in five or 10 years. They don't start with something so basic. I look back at my story. My story was selling trash. Jenna, it was trash. In your story, buying a $300 camera off the Craigslist, right? It yep. was so simple. It's almost embarrassing.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to know, Allison, give us kind of a rundown of some of the products that you've sold. And then we can talk about some of the products that your students have sold. Because I think I always think in terms of the objections, right? And people are probably listening and they're like, well, what, what even works? Or do I need to go find the highest profit margin? Or how do I even find these products? Or do I wholesale them? Or what does this look like? So first walk me through some of the products that you've sold that have changed your life in your business.
1: Okay. So one of the very first products that I sold besides the vinyl that, and that was completely life-changing for me because it allowed me to believe in myself. One of the next products was I walked behind my shed and I found these sticks of wood and I chopped them up into squares. And I put them up online and we ended up selling, okay, this story sounds way good to be true. And if I didn't live it, Jenna, like I would not believe it. Okay. (laughs) We ended up selling over $9,000 in blocks of wood. They were naked blocks of wood. There was nothing on the wood, <laughs> So blocks of wood. Nine grand in a day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's more than my minivan costs.
0: <laughs> are you just like looking around at this point, like looking at everything with new eyes? Of like, we could sell this. We could sell yeah. this.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then here's another thing: people think they have to have, they have to be super creative. I'm like, no, you got Pinterest. Pinterest yeah. was built for those that are not creative. So look around and see what you have. Leverage what you don't have creativity, go to Pinterest, right? And then you start getting that money. And was I selling vinyl and blocks of wood for the rest of my life? No, but it gave me the cash flow to be able to invest in products of what I wanted to build. and which are what? Tell me more. Okay. so my very first door that I opened, because I had set it up, and one product selling out. And then the next day, I had another product. Next day, I had another product. For about three years, it was literally one product a day, Monday a through Saturday. That was yes. it. No complications. <laughs> it was super, super simple. On the front end, on the back end, of course, it was more complex. Just because I had to start hiring people because shipping out two to 3,000 packages a day, uh, not, not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I started selling straws and cupcake liners and things that were trending. And I think that's where you start looking. So after you sell all the crap out of your house, you start looking to what's trending out there. We have to clarify, it's not stealing products. It's not stealing other people's ideas. It's looking at the trends. Like is tie-dye, I'm seeing tie-dye everywhere and I have been, Yes. right? So much tie-dye. So could I put tie-dye on a pillowcase? Could I put tie-dye on socks? Could I put tie-dye on a notebook? And, and that's when I'm talking about look for trending products. One time we sold pillowcases. Why? Cause I wanted to find a product that was like the most boring product out there, a pillowcase. Right. But I knew it was trending because everybody uses pillowcases. And so I started selling pillowcases and then we were able to build a million dollar business by year two on that one. And I like I'm telling these examples because if you're listening and thinking you have to have these shark tank ideas, you don't. You really yeah. don't. Like, Jenna, I love your necklace, but there's no new invention to that. That yep. You didn't need to get a trademark on it. You didn't need to get patenting on it. You're yep. selling necklaces. And so I think that's the big thing is use what you already have to practice. (laughs) No, no new inventions are needed. And then start looking at the trends of what is selling right now. And that can guide you. That can be your big path. So my first store, we ended up selling a couple of about two and a half years ago. That was super fun. And then in there, we sold all sorts of stuff. We sold clothing. And actually, in that, I found out that clothing wasn't my favorite thing to do because of all the sizes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I was allowed to test. And I gave yeah. myself permission to test, right? And so, anyway, so that was, oh, we sold thousands. We sold twine. Do you know what twine is? Yeah. Washing yeah. tape. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's all things that I've purchased. I've probably been a customer of yours at some point in time. (laughs) You know what kind of excites me about this idea, though, is one thing that I've noticed specifically with this year and being home and just kind of living inside of the four walls so much is Drew and I both have kind of been on this like purge idea and like, what can we get rid of? What is not a necessity? Like, what do we not need? And if people even just went on to Facebook Marketplace and started selling items in their home, they could build up a budget to allow them to start a business, right? And they could build up the confidence that they can actually sell things, even if it's just like that mirror that's on the shelf that you never liked and you never use or whatever that is. And so it's kind of exciting because it's almost like you can self-fund this business and then continue as you continue to grow. The money that you're bringing in can then continue to buy the inventory and you can keep growing that way, which is really exciting.
1: Yes. You totally nailed it. Yeah. There's Facebook marketplaces. There's Macari. There's a bajillion store or shops out there. You don't even have to know code. Don't do code. Don't learn any of that stuff. You're learning how to sell your products. And then can we dive into how you don't actually just sell a product? Yes. Tell okay. me more. <laughs> so with those blocks of wood, Jenna, if I came to you and said, Jenna, you want to buy these blocks of wood? What would you say? You can be I would say for what? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if I said, Jenna, these blocks of wood, imagine taking Coco's pictures, gluing them to nine blocks of wood and making a collage out of them, wrapping a big bow around them and then having Coco give them to Grandma. For Christmas, would you buy those blocks of wood?
0: Yeah, you got me.
1: Or you turn into a Christmas countdown. So you can watch those little chubby toddler fingers count down in anticipation for Santa Claus to come. And so I think that's a big thing that people, when they put their products out online and they're like, they're not selling, they're not selling. It's because they're selling a block of wood versus if you sell the vision of what it can do of how grandma is going to fill, when she sees that and the tears are going to come and that is displayed in her house until she's 20 years old because she's so proud of it. Yeah. That is why people buy your product. They don't buy the item. They don't want more stuff. They want the feelings. They want to envision what that product is going to do for them.
0: So how do you translate that into your selling process? I'm imagining that this is in the title of your product, in the description. Maybe I'm off.
1: Yes. And one thing that you are really good at, photography.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So do you have to be a professional photographer to do this?
1: No. 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 We have beautiful phones. The thing, I think you and I will agree with this one. When you're using your phone and to any, well, any camera that you have, if you're taking pictures at 10 o'clock at night on your kitchen yeah. counter with your yellow not lights turned on, don't do that. They're not going to yeah. sell. Get it out in the shade and natural light. We've got that. What's the setting called? Not just regular photo, but uh, portrait. Oh, portrait mode. Yes. Mm-hmm. My mom portrait. loves it. I love yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> and you can even turn it down so it doesn't look so blurry in the background. Sometimes it like looks a little too fake. Yeah. Uh, but that can capture such a beautiful image of what you're doing with the product. Yeah, yeah. So I think pictures they sell thousand dollars, yes. like thousands of dollars, uh, yes. just like a description can do. Because with e-commerce, I found that people look at pictures more than they read descriptions. It's a very visual thing, and so just basic things just get out of your kitchen. And then there's, I mean, hire high school kids to come take pictures of your products. It doesn't have to be fancy.
0: Leverage what you don't have. I even used to like take just like white poster board and like make like a little like cube around products because it makes like a natural light box. And you can do that for like $3 if you buy poster board and just kind of wrap your product around, which is so cool. There's so many really easy hacks out there for great images. So we've talked about them kind of in passing, but let's nail these down. What kind of myths are you constantly debunking for people who think starting a product-based business like this just isn't possible for them? Or can I throw out myths and you can debunk them for me? Ooh, that's like a lightning round. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, I'm like the queen of objections. I think that's just where my brain lives. Okay, so number one, okay, I don't even know what type of product I want to sell, or have no idea where to begin with a product. Mm -hmm. All right, so what I want you to do,
1: Jenna, today, (laughs) I want you to go and I want you to list out five to ten of your favorite stores. Yes, it can be Amazon. Yes, it can be Etsy. Yes, it can be Zulily. And you're just going to Google top selling products on Etsy, top selling products on Amazon. Then the stores that are maybe a little bit smaller, go look, well, sorry, let's go back to Amazon and Etsy. You can see some of the top selling products right there. Do those products speak to you? In a way where you're like, yeah, I love selling clothing because I am a rock star with clothing. Or me, on the other hand, I wear t-shirts and skirts like every day. So for me, I'm like, no, I can't do fashion. (laughs) I can't (laughs) match anything. Right? So you're just leaning into what feels natural for you. If you worked at the buckle when you were in high school and you learned all the fabrics and all that kind of stuff, then maybe lean into fashion a little bit more. If you're like, oh, you know, I love to bake. How cool would it be to have like the largest selection of cupcake liners in the entire world? And then, so you can look there. Another place you can look is like your favorite stores. They're going to post their top selling items at the top. And remember, we're looking for the trends. We're not stilling. Like there's a total, total difference there of colors. We're seeing like a more minted green come in where I feel like two years ago was an emerald green. Maybe I'm backwards, yeah. but... And you're just looking for those trends. So then when you start to go buy product, you can say, okay, I saw the mint green. I saw the tie dye. And it gives you more clarity with the products that you're going to start selling because you've already looked at what people are already buying. It's so much easier to sell the people who want your stuff than coming up with a new idea and they don't even know what it is. And so that would be the first thing is find five, 10 sites and go look to see what are their top
0: sellers. I love starting with research. Okay, yes. so let's say I decide, Allison, that I want to sell a journal. Yeah. What is my next step? Where do I find journals that I'm going to sell? Or how do I even know where to like, get a journal that I can sell? Oh, such
1: a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so when you first get started, I recommend buying from someone local. Because you don't have to buy huge inventory. If you're listening and you're just getting started, Pinky promised me right now that you will not go out and buy huge inventory. That's yeah. too much of a gamble. That's like, I don't know, just complete gambling. That's not what business is. You do your research, you buy small, and then you go and test your product. So I would buy from someone local. You can just go, we have the Google search bar, which is the best invention (laughs) ever. Wholesale notebooks. Who can make my notebook for me? And you're going to find a whole bunch of them. Then you're going to put it out on the market. And I can tell you a little bit about that. Put it out on the market. And then if they start to sell, then you know you've tested the product. So you know it's great. Then you can go overseas. And start looking for someone to manufacture them for you so that you can get a much bigger margin so you can put more money in your pocket. And so I don't love do that. that. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think so much is taught about go invest thousands of dollars. Yeah. No, on this pro- no, no, don't do that. You got to start small and you got to test it. Yeah.
0: I love, so research and then test. And I love the like testing local. Like I can even right here in this tiny town of 1200 people, there are incredible, incredible shops and shop owners. And I'm like, how cool would it be? I could support their business and collaborate and test things out and maybe even learn things that I could pass on to them as well before I move on to the next thing. How cool is that? Yes,
1: Yes, yes. We even, I even have students that are, Going to Little Boots, well, before COVID, (laughs) they would go to Little Boots (laughs) and say, Hey, can I list your products on my store? My store online is looking a little bit empty. And they would be like, Yeah, thank you so much. And so it was almost like a consignment thing. So they didn't have to go out and invest a whole bunch of money into product. They were just leveraging their town, Craftsman, and started a business that way. This
0: time of year is noisy. There's the urge to push through and finish all your year-end projects. There's this pull to be present with family around the holidays, and there's so much more clutter filling up our minds that it can leave us feeling like we're flailing, like I'm feeling it too. When I need quiet and a chance to just be, I open up Headspace for a meditation that grounds and centers me when things get too loud. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app for whatever your situation may be. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind down sessions that I'm a personal fan of overwhelmed headspace has a three minute sos meditation for you and of course headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your little ones coco loves them headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress improve sleep boost focus and increase your overall sense of well-being and it's all through clinically validated research Headspace is meditation made simple. Head to headspace.com gold digger. That's headspace.com slash gold digger for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library filled with meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash gold digger today and get a free one month trial. Okay, well. so we've got research, then we've got test, uh-huh. then we've got like manufacture, kind of, which is like a you know few steps down the line. What about yep. marketing your product? Ooh. What Ooh. do you have to say about that?
1: My favorite part, <laughs> my favorite favorite part. I love marketing. I know you do too. Like yes, I talk about it and it just lights my soul up because marketing is all about how does your product serve your yeah. customer. It's not about yeah. sales. It's about improving people's lives, whether it's a pencil or whether it's a scrunchie. Like have you ever run without a hair tie? No. You, you can't. That. You can't no. see it gets stuck on your lips and you're breathing it. So people that sell me hair ties, I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Pull hair out of my face, right? So if you get started, the first thing you're gonna say is, well, I don't have an audience. How I don't have an Instagram following. All right, you have 50 people on your Instagram following. There's no way you can start. Oh, this is the secret. You ready for the secret? You know the secret because I'm ready to do it. You leverage what you don't have. So, if you don't have a following, you know people who do have a following, Mm -hmm. and you go ask them and say, "Hey, Jenna, I have this amazing X, Y, and Z. Do you want to talk about it in your story?" And then, Jenna, you hop on. Like I see you do this all the time, and you talk about it. Now, with your first getting started usually you want to start with smaller followings and so i say look for the micro micro influencers other store owners people that have five to ten thousand followers because they're just getting their feet wet with working with shops and you can get your feet wet with working with influencers and so i have a lot of newbies that'll come to me and they're like taylor swift said didn't even reply I give up and I'm like, no, don't go after the Taylor Swifts or the <laughs> Joanna Gaines of the world, like start small and be okay with that. And you want to start small because you've got to learn how to ship. You've got to learn how to pack. You you're learning customer service. You're learning all the things so that when you do grow big and you can start handling thousands of customers a day, you've got the practice. Mm. And so for those that are like, I don't have a following, congratulations. Congratulations. You don't have to, (laughs) you don't have to (laughs) just reach out to some of, so I've got a gal Anne Michelle, she had a brick and mortar and she wanted, she had to get online. She didn't have a big online following at all. So she reached out to her friend who has a closed Instagram account and said, Hey, will you post these skateboards for me on your Instagram account? She said, sure. She ended up selling out of all of her product. And that launched her into moving to an online space. And so yeah. it's not a big following. Start small. And that, so that, I think that's my favorite thing because influencers, they are, they have to work with companies to create income. That's how they do it. And then companies are looking for influencers to talk about their product. And so you don't have to have huge following. So that's that's like the big non-secret You talk about (laughs) it too. I remember reading one of your posts and you said something along the lines of a lot of people think that most of my sales come from my Instagram and you're like, no, it comes from my email. Yes. And I love it. And it's so...
0: It's so cool, too, because it's like I remember in my early, early influencer days, like I was thrilled to get product in exchange for posting. Like it was like so awesome. And it built up my confidence that I actually had influence and could drive results, which gave me the ability then to approach brands for paid sponsorships, because I already had the evidence of creating that creative and sharing about products and driving sales and being able to communicate that. And so it can be a total win-win and it can just be a really great way for everyone to grow and learn in that process as well
1: yes yes and now have you ever seen the friends show episode of friends yes yes. Uh, well you know friends so I remember Ross throwing a party and no one coming and Rachel throwing a party and the whole world came (laughs) yeah Uh, and that's kind of like marketing is Ross didn't send out invitations, didn't tell anybody, and just expected everybody to come. Where Rachel, yeah. who's telling everybody to come. And yeah. same thing in online the online world. When you put up a store, don't be Ross. Yeah, <laughs> and just yeah. say, okay, come to my party <laughs> and, like, and not tell anybody. You have to be able and be willing to send out invitations. And that's by asking influencers. That's by asking friends, other shop owners to tell people about your store and they can drive traffic back to you.
0: Yes, I feel like it's like the whole field of dreams. Like if you build it, they will come is so not true in entrepreneurship and people do that and they spend so much time on the thing that they don't talk about it. And so it's like, yeah, I totally, Totally 100% agree with that. And I think too, that nowadays we're so, we're getting so much better at like looking at marketing and selling as invitations. And we just got to be willing to extend the invites and be willing to receive the RSVPs, even if they're no, it's not our job to convince people to say yes, but it's our job to invite people in the first place. Amen. 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 Men. Okay. So what are the top three things someone must do to ensure that their product-based business is a success? Like what do we need to make sure we prioritize if this idea excites us? Because you're getting really close to tipping the scale for me to think, (laughs) "Um, maybe we should do this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm just going to tell you, Jenny, your necklaces bond people together. They have the Jenna Kutcher necklace. So one of the things that I sell, and this isn't addressing the question, I'm sorry. This is a little side note. Uh, One of the things that I sell is a t-shirt that says, because I can. Uh, My business is because I can life. Why can we live this dream life? Because we can. And the reason why I started selling these t-shirts that say, because I can, is because I have severe stage fright. I sweat in all the wrong places, like my fingernails sweat, (laughs) I think why I loved e-commerce so much is because I could hide behind my computer screen and it wasn't my face. And so I was just, I mean, I had four little kids, Jenna, you know how it is like getting a shower in before five o'clock. Like, (laughs) yeah, right. That's a good day. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wasn't comfortable being in front of everybody. And so when I went through this journey of learning how to do it, and then I kept feeling this prompting, Allison, you need to teach others how to do this. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm good behind the screen. Just, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And the prompting just kept louder and getting louder and louder to where it was like, I gave you this journey, Allison. God said, I gave you this journey. Now it's time to teach others. It wasn't for you. It was for other people. And I'm like, I, I'm shaking, even thinking about the fear. And so I created these shirts that say, because I can. And every time I put those on, I feel mm-hmm. it's like my superhero power. Yes. Like when Clark Kent goes to save people, he has to get on his cape, right? Mm-hmm. And so I gave myself permission to put on my cape to be able to step into who God needed me to do, what to do. And I didn't want to look stupid and where I came around. And so- <laughs> I created these really cute t-shirts. And then everybody started saying, Allison, I'm feeling the same thing. I'm scared to do this. So I'm like, oh, you want a cape? And they're like, yeah. And so we started selling a whole bunch of t-shirts. And now people take pictures of them and they post them. They see each other in airports or they did at one time see each other in airports. And so it's just created this community. And I really think physical products can help do that. Yes. It gives you something tangible, to touch. It helps you put on something that makes you feel empowered to be able to step out there and do something uncomfortable. Just like the t-shirts with me, I put on my cape and I'm going to go do it. Let's Mm -hmm. go do what we were designed to do on this earth and Mm -hmm. fly away from that fear. Selling products is awesome. Okay. Now ask me that question again, what you asked me, because I totally went on a different subject.
0: (laughs) You can't pull mom brain card on me because, you know, when you like say something and then your husband's like, what? And you're like, I literally don't even remember. Don't worry. I remember the question. <laughs> what are the top three things someone must do to ensure that their product-based business is a success? Like, what do we need to make sure that we prioritize if we're excited by everything you've talked about today?
1: Number one, be okay with not being perfect, be okay with testing, be okay with selling garbage. That's what builds your confidence is you've got to allow yourself to sell something to learn the process of what you want to step into. I think that's the very first thing, like the very first mental block that people have to break through. And then I think the second one is finding those trending products and using Pinterest as your guide to help you to tap into a different part of your brain. If you're not creative, great. If you are creative, great. And so it's getting out there, doing the homework, doing the research, finding out what products are selling, and then squashing that thought of, all right, I gotta get a patent on it. I gotta get a trademark on it. You don't have to, you can get started and make money today. Patents and trademarks can take years to get and even if you do want to patent or a trademark, start selling other stuff so you have the money to pay for that patent and trademark. So I think that's the second thing is the trends. So, And then the third thing is okay, you're really good with this because <laughs> it's your brain, but you're really good with design. And I think with e-commerce and starting in the marketplaces, you don't have to perfect your design. You can start out with a C plus and then build it up to perfection, which, you know, perfection doesn't exist, right? But start marketing your product, even if you don't have a logo, even if you don't quite know what your colors are. And you can do that on other marketplaces so that you don't have to have all that stuff ready. Then when you're ready, then you have money to hire someone to do the design work for you. And then you're proud of, unless of course you are a designer. And so I do, I think it, people overthink it. And is it like easy, like flipping on a light switch? No, it does require work, but it's something that we have access to. I think of my grandma and grandpa, they didn't have access to any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like knocking on doors, door to door, waiting for someone to come in, yellow book pages. And we literally are sitting on money making machine just right in our pocket.
0: I love this so much. One of the things that really excites me about the way that you teach this is just like you build as you grow. Like you you just start and like it's like this like self it can become a self-funding business that can expand as you start to like uncover the direction you're going. And I think yeah. nowadays people just put so much pressure on like the launch and the image and being like a public success and not letting anyone see them fail. And it's like, this is all about like experimentation and testing and building your confidence with each decision that you make, even if it's a wrong decision, because that will kind of guide where you're going forward. And I I just think that's really, really exciting. And it almost feels like a breath of fresh air with so much pressure on performance these days. And I think that that is... What is so cool is because a lot of times you just start climbing. You don't know exactly where you're climbing to, right? You can't see the view until you reach the top, but you don't even know where you're headed to. You're just moving one foot at a time as you keep moving and praying that you're going in the right direction. And I think there's so much pivoting and course correction and praying and hoping as you build. But man, like what a cool journey to be on.
1: And I love like my vision God didn't give me my vision because he knew that I would freak out with it. He literally gave me a half a step at a time. That's it. I didn't, Jenna, I wasn't even blessed with a full step. I got a half a step That's all he but he wanted to know if he could trust me and then yeah. by doing that, the more windows were opened instead of me seeing a wall, it turned into a window, and I had yeah. more clarity on which way to go and so I think that's another thing that entrepreneurs get really in their head is. I don't know what I want to do in 10 years. Well, either do I like, I'm just going to take a half a step to see if that half step is the direction I should go in. Cause if I was in a dead on sprint and I was in the wrong direction, Mm -hmm. Oh man, course correcting would be so much harder than a half a step.
0: Yes. Okay. So in closing, you touched on this very briefly, but you started to take all of your experiences, your expertise, and you started to teach other people how to do this. And one of the coolest testimonials you have for your program where you teach people how to do this actually comes from your own kids. Can you tell me the story of your daughters making a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, this is the funnest story ever. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. (laughs)
1: All right. This is another story that I don't know if I would believe unless I actually did it because it is that (laughs) fun of a story. So I built my first business uh, and I had, I thought I was a one hit wonder. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to build a second business. And that was the pillowcase business. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it again. This works really well. Then I started wondering if my daughters could do it. And this is at the stage where they were 10 and 13. So this is when they start sleeping in. Not wanting to do chores. Well, they've never wanted to do chores. They're kids, right? (laughs) And so my husband and I, we went down on a Saturday morning, woke him up out of bed at 10 o'clock, and we're like, all right, girls, we love you, but this is not going to fly. You got three options here. Number one, you can do more chores. So you can get out of bed. Let's get going on a Saturday morning. Uh, Number two, you can build a business or number three, you can move out of the house <laughs> and their mouths <laughs> <Hello>. drop open. <laughs> and they're like, we don't want to move out of the house, and I'm like, okay, good. glad <laughs> that one's off the list. <laughs> and then number one, they didn't want to do more chores, and the thought of building a business was really a fun idea for them. And this is where people come back and they're like, Allison, you probably just built their business for them. And I said, nope, I was running two multi-million dollar companies at that time. Nope, I just gave them the steps I used to build my business: trending products, uh, going out there and leveraging the traffic and send them on their way and then automate automating is a big thing like if you have to go out and send invoices through paypal it's going to take you all day just build an online store an online cash register and there's so many great ways that you can do that and so they went out and i remember my daughters right before they were about to launch they were so scared and it made me smile because i thought back to the times of all the times that i've been scared to death too And it was fun to watch them get over their fears and start to expand their thinking and their thoughts. And so they went out there uh, and they ended up selling over six figures. Yes, $129,000 before they even stepped foot into high school. Uh, And they were selling. Ready for this, Jenna?
0: Yes, I'm ready.
1: All right. It's like, I feel like it needs a drum roll or something. (laughs) (laughs) They were selling scarves. Yes. The thing that goes around your neck that have been selling for a bajillion years, they were selling scarves. And what did they do? They chose something that was trending, a scarf. When do scarves trend? Every single year, around (laughs) fall, year after year after year, right? Everybody's cold. They leveraged influencers, and then they were able to set it up to only work on Tuesday nights and Saturday mornings so that they could still be kids. So they could flirt with the boys at the drinking fountain and hearing the cha-ching. Well, they actually didn't have a phone. I didn't give them a phone then. I would hear the chitching at home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is so <laughs> cool. Oh, hey, my gosh.
1: Jenna, the best part of this is I didn't understand how much money that was. They had no <laughs> clue. And so we had to actually relate it to babysitting hours for them to understand the concept that $100,000 is not what normal... 10 and 13 year olds make (laughs) in in nine months. Wow. And so that has opened up a huge conversation about money and money education and savings and preparing and stuff like that. And then, I mean, the money part was good because we have to teach our kids about money. But I think the biggest thing that I saw was the confidence with my girls. They were so nervous to talk to people. And now my oldest, who's 19, she has stood on stages of 6,500 people and zero stage fright. Wow. And so I love how business, no matter what digital, uh, e-commerce, whatever type of business you're in, business really helps grow your confidence. It yes. really helps build that innerness and helps you, lets you feel a part of something that is harder to do, especially in this day and age when we're getting so beat down by social media. I think building a business can really help you embrace and step into the confidence to be able to go out there and serve the world with your products.
0: So good. Oh my gosh, Allison, where can everybody find you and connect with you and learn more about you and what you teach and what you do? So I've got a podcast.
1: It's called the Because I Can Life, L-I-F-E podcast. You can find me on social media at Allison J. Yes, there is a J in there because I was trying to, there's a few other Allison princes out there and I wanted to set myself apart. So Allison J. Prince on all social platforms. And then Jenna, is it okay if I give everybody a gift? That'd be okay. Yes, please. Since Christmas is in a couple of days. I should- <laughs> An early Christmas present. (laughs) So I want to give everybody an idea album of where they can start selling products. So what I did is I took some of my most popular items, my very first year, the year to help me get to a million dollars. And I put them in an idea book. And when I've showed people this idea book, they are completely shocked that these products were so simple and so easy to source. We're talking like two day shipping. And I show how what the product is, where to get it from, and the story that I told to sell these products, like the blocks of wood. And I've got it in this little, great, cute PDF of 16 ideas that I put together to help people get their brains turning so that they can step into this online beautiful world. Oh, and the link. I almost forgot to give the link. (laughs) Because I can, life, L-I-F-E dot com forward slash gift, G-I-F-T.
0: Allison, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so incredible and so informative. And I am just like so fired up. Jenna, you know what?
1: Okay. One more thing before we get off. Like, You're amazing on social media, but you are 10 times more amazing in person. Can I just tell you that? Aww, so all the you. listeners that love you know in person, Jenna, is like a warm hug walking around.
0: Aww, Jenna, you're amazing. I miss hugs. Don't you miss <laughs> oh, hugs? Christ. I
1: do too. I do too. And I don't like – I know compliments can kind of get uncomfortable because I – yeah, I'm not – yeah, it can just get weird with compliments, right? <laughs> so and I was talking to the audience about that, about how wonderful you truly are. So you don't need to get uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> you are the best. Thank you, Allison. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to see you again. I don't know about you, but Allison might have just convinced me to start a more product-based business. I mean, her story is just so inspiring. I love that she's in awe of what has happened and what has unfolded since she took that first tiny step. I hope that you leave today feeling inspired and empowered and ready to research and test and try new things. I want that feeling that Allison had when she got that first sale. I want that feeling for you, no matter what it looks like or how it shows up in your world. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of The Gold Digger Podcast.